Hello and welcome to Your Dream Gym, a podcast on The Collective, where today we are going to be joined by Rob Jones from Explore Gym, one of our supporting partners this series. My name is Kai Griffiths, although I sound a bit more like Iggy Pop today. Apologies for that, but I'm just back from Mini's Rugby Tour, and where I've been encouraging, motivating and coaching the players from the sidelines, as well as joining in with a spot of campsite karaoke. When I'm not coaching Minis Rugby, I like to find out what people's dream gym would look like. A club without any of the physical or financial limits of the real world. And we also get into their exercise background and weekly workouts. Your Dream Gym is a part of The Collective, a network of fitness industry professionals whose purpose is to help the industry to share, collaborate and grow. As well as this podcast, we have The Business of PT with Adam Daniel, and we host online educational content, interviews, roundtable discussions and the like on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. So look up The Collective on social media and please also share this podcast with your friends. I'll pop back with a bit more croaking at the end of this episode and details of next week's guest. Next, you'll have a quick message from our supporting partners this week and then you'll be able to jump straight into the dream gym of Rob Jones from Explore. This episode is supported by Explore Gym. Get your club future ready with Explore Gym. Flexible, intuitive, all-in-one gym management software that gives you everything you need to run your business. Developed with best-in-class technology, Explore Gym lets you create dream gym experiences with premium digital features, including joining, booking, payments, access control, smart messaging, and more, all in one place. Book your Explore Gym demo at explorgym.co.uk. That's xplorgym.co.uk. Today on Your Dream Gym, I'm joined by Rob Jones, who is Head of Software Sales at Explore. Rob is a strategic thinker and a driven sales leader, according to his LinkedIn recommendations. He's also a keen cyclist, having competed, not quite professionally at cycling, uh, but his fitness, fitness career or career in the fitness industry so far, at the turn of the century, he was a regional fitness manager at DC Leisure. Then he spent 15 years at Life Fitness as territory development manager and then UK sales director. After that, he spent a year at Beaver Fit and then took on various coaching strategy and business development roles before joining Explore in March of this year, 2023, for those of you listening in the distant future. Welcome to your dream, Jim, Rob. Thank you very much. I think that's the best introduction I've ever had in my life. Oh, okay. Well, if yeah, the ne- next time you're speaking somewhere, give me a shout and I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be your hype man. Um, I almost sound half presentable. <laughs> Well, the, you've, you've, you've come highly recommended from the people at Explore. And you've only been there for a month or so, but just uh-huh. into the podcast, tell us, tell us how you're finding it and tell us a little bit about Explore. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's, it's really interesting. I'm four weeks in, I'm, I'm loving it. One of the things I have found and I've worked with 
you know, variety of different companies of different sizes as, as the culture and the values of, of Explore, you know, they, they really do believe in the values that they have, which is around, you know, making life simple and building things for people, move with purpose and creating communities. And that's both external and internal. And, yeah. you know, everybody that I've met has been really supportive, wants to work together. It's a, you know, it's a changing business as, as a relatively new newish brand and yeah I, I love it and you know as a the software as a service for the industry you know looking at the payments and the you know the, the front of house membership systems and being able to you know look at after your members and all the bookings it's really interesting how you can take your experience as an ex-operator which is what I was mm -hmm. and time as a fitness equipment supplier and all those experiences into this and look at how we can support you know gym owners and operators going forward yeah absolutely and i i've as as someone who works fairly closely with explorer as well i can echo all of that you know the culture and the people is 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 really important sure it's about yeah there, and it's about supporting clubs but there's got to be a, a good relationship and good people behind it um, yeah which is one of the things i find certainly yeah and also yeah cool very good well yeah four weeks in i'm sure there's there's lots more things to learn and lots more strategy and leadership that you'll you'll bring to them so look forward to watching that journey but today we're here to talk about your dream gym rob before we get on to what your dream gym would look like we like to dig a little bit into our guests background and go into what exercise means to you or why you like to keep active so my my exercise really started started when i was 12 uh -huh. so i was born in Stoke-on-Trent and Stoke-on-Trent is, well, has produced some really good cyclists yep. over the years. You know, you, you, you had a lots of, during the eighties, lots of really good, fantastic cyclists, like the Staffordshire engine, Steve Farrell and Brian Rourke, who was a sponsor of mine. Okay. So I, I used to see these cyclists going down Liverpool Road, which is the hill in Kidsgrove, which is where I was born. And you'd see these beautiful bikes with all the chrome spokes. I used to sit there and wait for them and I could sm smell the embrication on their legs and I go, I, I wanted to be in that group. And they were really high caliber cyclists. So it was invite only at that time. The two main clubs in the UK at the time was Manchester Truman Steel, which had, you know, a luxurious riders such as Chris Boardman. Yep. There, and Pete Longbottom and, you know, people like that. And Tunster Wheelers was, you know, one of the clubs, you know, just for, well, alongside that in essence. Hmm. So it took me such a long time to find out where the clubhouse was, pre-internet days. It was all word of mouth. This little 12 year old kid had got a little rally road bike and I, and I go to the clubhouse wanting to join and, you know, you know, we, they were just, yeah, well, we don't really let anybody join. You've got to be pretty good. Well, they didn't have anybody of my age, so they let me join. Okay. Uh, and I would last a mile and they would drop me and they wouldn't wait for you. And then it would be two miles. Then I'd get to the cafe and they would leave me and I'd be 13 by this time. But they wouldn't, you know, there's no navigation. I haven't got a phone. No. Nice. 30 year old kid is in the middle of nowhere without a map and I'm, I don't really know where I'm going. So you just, get really tough as a cyclist. Mm. Uh, so that's where my cycling 
and love of exercise came from really. I, I just loved being out and about, middle of nowhere, getting lost, seeing yeah. things, the freedom, the exhilaration of cold, hot, uphill, downhill. Yeah, it just stayed with me forever. Yeah. And, and so, sorry, you're getting to the cafe and that, they've presumably been in the cafe and had their coffee and their bit of cake. And it sounds like you were arriving and they're literally... Oh, well, I, I, sometimes I would manage to get there. Okay. And then would come out and I'd be just so tired they would leave me. Right. There, there, was, a, there was a very, you know, a, a famous day out that I had with Steve Farrell when I was, I think I was about 15, 16. So Steve Farrell was one of the best cyclists in the mm. country. Mm. And it, when mountain biking first started to come into the realms in the UK, really, so as roadies, we bought mountain bikes just to do something different. Yeah. And he took me out for 12 hours of torture on a mountain bike in the Peak District. And I fell into three rivers. I just stuck to his back wheel for those hours. Yeah. My dad was really worried because he didn't mm. know where we were. We left at half seven in the morning, come half eight at night. I still haven't come home. And Steve brought me back to my parents' house. My dad opened the front door and he didn't recognize me. I was just mud. Yeah. Head to toe, this, you know, broken young boy. And yeah, my dad just said, you know, it was just unbelievable the amount of effort you had to put in. Mm. So, so there was, you know, none of that. They, they wouldn't necessarily wait for you. They, you would, you would sink or swim as a scientist. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, sounds like Steve, you were being looked after, you were taken home. In that instance, on yeah, the, in that on instance, the yes. bike. but yeah, out on out on the road is not not too much safeguarding as we have these days. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, tough, toughened you up. He did, he did, it, and and that that stayed with me forever. Instead mm. of doing activities or things that push my boundaries. Okay, know? so as a you know, from cycling from the age of twelve to my mid twenties. Then, you know, going to university doing a sports science degree. Yeah. I've, you know, I then started to do Munro bagging, which is climbing the, the Munros in Scotland. Okay. And I loved the challenge of that, both in the winter and the summer, particularly the winter, mm. you know, with crampons and ice axes and right. navigation demands that that places on you when you have whiteouts. Mm -hmm. So I loved that. And then as a result of a knee injury, just wearing tear and everything else. I then started to swim. Yeah. And I couldn't swim very well about four years ago. Mm -hmm. So I had lessons every week for about two and a half years. Okay. And then I now swim in the Thames and then Shepparton Lake near me. Yeah. And then in terms of pushing the boundaries, I also do cave diving. And I'm, re I'm a, you know, I'm a new person in terms of exploring the realms of becoming qualified as a cave diver. Nice. Is that so? It might be a bit of a stretch, but is that combining the Munro bagging and the outdoor swimming? No, where my combination used to be actually was when I used to go to Scotland. I'm a big fan of Scotland. Um, I love wildlife and, mm. and you know, either wildlife photography, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. And birds and birds of prey, golden eagles, all that. So when I went Munro bagging, we would inevitably do some photography because you'd uh -huh. be in the middle of nowhere you'd see golden eagles and fish eagles etc so mm -hmm. so i would combine that but then my love for the outdoors i would then 
uh, go kayaking off the west coast of Scotland for a week mm-hmm. and wild camp and do some photography and, and swimming in the sea. So I, there's always a link somewhere, mm. you know, wildlife or marine life and diving or birds of prey and munro bagging or kayaking and swimming and, you know, the outdoor life. I just love it. Yeah. I guess there's a, is, is that almost opposite to, you know, your, your long career at Life Fitness and, and, you know, selling gym kit. Yeah. But now, and, and you know, you've, you've been explore for a few weeks, but you've been working in the kind of software consulting, coaching strategy space for a few years. Is it a, a balance? Is it the opposite of that? You know, being, being outdoors? Being yeah. Outdoors? I think, you know, you, in the modern era, we are more aware of mental health and more mm. open about mental health and, and telling somebody actually, you know, I'm either anxious or depressed or not happy, or this is how my coping mechanism. Uh, I think back in the eighties and nineties as a young man, you know, you probably weren't as open about that, but the reality looking back of it is that's just a way of coping, you know, mm. you know, you've got tough challenges either in education or, you know, I, when I left home, you know, I would move for my career within Courtney's, which was the leisure home of Cannons. Yes. So I moved to Basingstoke, then to Birmingham, then to uh, New Malden. Mm-hmm. Fairly lonely. So how do you meet people? How do you cope? And exercise and outdoor activities was one part of that, you know. So it's it's very much a way of, I think, resetting from life and, and modern life, which is more digital than ever. And teams calls or Zoom calls as we're doing now yeah it's it's the opposite of that indeed yeah yeah you can't yeah it's good be jump jumping jumping down a cave or you know climbing up a munro or yeah kayaking or just being out on your bike right yeah being out in the fresh air or the driving rain yeah it makes makes a big difference doesn't it and there's also it's just away from Anything digital, you know, like the phone, for example, you know, when, when I'm, you know, if I'm cave diving or I'm cycling or, you know, I, I never listen to music when I'm, well, you can't when you're diving clearly, but when I'm cycling, I would never, sure. I'd never have my phone connected. I'd have mm-hmm. a phone for security reasons yeah, or emergencies, but I, I would be never listening to music or answering any calls. So it's mm-hmm. just a way of getting away from. This always on, always available environment that we find ourselves today yeah. and yeah. always connected and, and just getting back to enjoying, you know, the clouds, the sky and what, what is around you, you know, Absolutely. I think, you know, we were talking before, you know, this recording about, I, I'm really into photography and there was an interesting photographer that took a series of pictures of people with their mobile phones in front of them mm-hmm. and then airbrushed those phones out and it just exposed how strange these situations are with a couple at a dinner table looking at their hands, which clearly should have a mobile phone in, but he's airbrushed yeah. it out or family where everyone's looking at the phone, but not together, or you're in a beautiful landscape and everyone's looking at the phone and, and not at what's around them. And yeah, I'm very, I get caught up in that, you know, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody for doing that. So I think exercise is, is a way of getting back to enjoying what is around you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, switching off from that. Yeah, any kind of exercise or entertainment. I think about the. I think about going to the cinema rather than watching a film. Yeah, at home because you're less likely to check check a WhatsApp or or whatever else. But it's exactly the same whether it's on a train platform or yeah, out for a run or or on a on a short or long bike ride. Are you you say you take your phone with you from a security point of view? Obviously, very. Very sensible, more safeguarding these days. But are you tracking your rides? Are you, you know, do you bring? Yeah, I do. I do, I do track it on Strava. Okay, I yeah. See how slow I am compared yeah. to everybody else. So I do embrace technology. I've got an Apple sure. Watch, which is fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of monitoring how much activity I'm doing and how you know healthy I'm, I'm trying to be, mm-hmm. uh, or not, as the case may be, depending upon the time of year. So, I'd, yeah, I do like Strava yeah. and things like Kamut in terms of planning your routes and bikepacking trips, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it was an obvious question or I thought the answer would be yes. But yeah, so there's, you're obviously digitally tracking. Yeah. At the same time, you're you're presumably to, yeah, pressing start and then it's going in the back pocket and not coming out until the end of yeah. Physically, whatever it is, yeah. I know I'm not one of these, you know, I, I'm probably a little bit old school as a cyclist where there was no power meters and, no. and things like that. You know, you, you would ride on feel, feel. So, I, I, you know, I'm I'm not a, necessarily an advocate of modern day power meters unless you are racing and yeah. competing at a, at a good level where that is really important. So I think mm-hmm. if you are a recreational thing, you know, Listen to your body. Go by feel, whether yeah. that's swimming or running or cycling. You know, y- your body tells you how you're getting on. Yeah, and but you're tracking it more from a so less from a personal best, but more from a this is what I've done this month and I am still motivated and motivated yeah. myself. Yeah, equally pro- probably you know motivating other people in the in the club or you know knowing knowing that they've been for a ride or you know, where, where other people have been to go back yeah. to that, that community side of things, I guess. It's exactly that. It's exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So what's a, we're, we're not really talking about necessary workouts in the gym, which we've had plenty of other guests who's, who are much more outdoorsy, Mike Hill recently, and yep. uh, obviously Georgie Delaney, great outdoor gym company. But what are your, what's your average kind of workout week like? You've talked about swimming, outdoor swimming in, in the Thames. Yeah, it sounds like you're cycling fairly regularly as well. What's 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 the average exercise? So it, it's probably all dependent. So mm-hmm. uh, when when I was younger, I would ride all year round. You know, anything from two hundred and fifty to four hundred miles a week, wind, rain, or shine. Yeah, that probably scarred me. So now, when it when it's really cold, wet, and windy, and horrible out, I won't be going on my bike. I would do something indoors on the on the life fitness bike behind me. Yeah, of course. Uh, and just watch loads of content on YouTube, you know, with Global Cycling Network and, and things like that, that have nice. free content online or classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of my time is swimming. I really enjoy swimming. So I'd probably try and get in the pool at least four times a week and swim a mile at least. Okay, yeah. And whether that's either in the gym, which I'm a member of, but in the summer I would get to Shepparton Lake. Yeah, nice. Uh, which is place near me and indeed so i have worked there as a i guess live support in terms of as a kaya rescuing people if they needed it okay so i've done that 
I will go in the Thames if I've got sort of somebody with a kayak that can chaperone me from the, the rowers and the boats mm -hmm. and also sea swimming. So I'll go down to the sea, friends in Bournemouth, we'll swim the pier to pier. And when I was in Shetland, you know, I swam every day in the, in the water there, nice. you know, seven, eight degrees, freezing yeah. cold. Yeah. I'm into that whole cold water therapy, Wim Hof breathing, you know, a bit like Mike Hill endorse all that so i like all that nice yeah there's some i'm just trying to it, it's the lido at hampton hampton pool is that's it? right yeah hampton pool yeah i remember that as well that's a really nice one i like i yeah, like my lidos and uh, yeah i remember remember swimming there and up at the one in in north london and having having to do some breathing techniques because otherwise when you get in yeah anywhere from october to february it it, it can take a good length and that's and that's a that's a thirty three meter pole, I think, isn't it? And yeah, that's right. Well, Ham yeah, Hampton State. Yeah, yeah, it Hampton. can take a length to get your breath back sometimes, can't yeah. it? Yeah. And then the 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 other piece that's part of my weekly ritual is I go to yoga. So me and, and my partner go there on a Thursday night, and it's a very much a restorative type of yoga. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not hard; it's sort of quite relaxing. And then as part of this, I get mindfulness and relaxing from work on the way back. There's a Spanish tapas bar and we right. have two glasses of red wine on the way home. So I, I, I love doing that on a Thursday night. Lovely. And, and doing it with partner as well. Yeah. A nice bit of, nice bit of balance and that reverse balance. I've heard a lot of people talk lately about, you know, going to the gym and then undoing all that work on the way back. But. Listen, if if you're enjoying it and you're, you know, almost pre-toxing, then yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I think life is is all about you know give, give and take a little bit. We, you, 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 I can't be perfect all the time, and indeed, I never will be. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, if I train and I can eat a little bit of naughty stuff and drink a little, if I'm happy, then I think I'm I'm quite healthy, you know. So and indeed, it's probably the highlight of my week. Not Thursday nights. Okay. I, I adore it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And as I say, I'm doing it with your missus as well. That's oh, great. Yeah. It's re really nice to do that kind of thing together. I used to do a lot of days with my wife. Yeah. And yeah, work, work schedule and kids and other things and probably other exercise got in the way. But actually going and doing something like that together uh, and, you know, laughing about it afterwards or talking about the hard, the hard stretch or whatever else. Probably. Yeah. Bit different with yoga, but again, it builds that breath work back in, which is which is what you're into. But I'm guessing she is as well. Who, who's encouraging? Yeah, very much so. And, and, and at the end of the last sort of 15 minutes, is Shavasana, which is you know the the restorative stuff. Uh -huh. So the the instructor lady, South African lady, she tucks you up in a, a blanket and right. gets you nice and warm, and, and will you know recite you know poems or words or stories. Mm -hmm. That quite relaxing and can be related to you know seasonal moons or things that right. happen uh, and quite often i fall yeah yeah i'm just i can hear it but i'm i'm kind of gone yeah you know and and i love that it's doing me a lot of good it's helping me to relax i've done some stretching and you know some core work and then i have a couple of wines at the end yeah, yeah. it's just completely de-stresses you if you are stressed Brilliant. Yeah. If you're not quite relaxed enough, then yeah. Yeah. 
couple of couple glasses of Rioja and a bit, little bit of patatas bravas or something. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, means that. Uh, yeah. So th- a Thursday night, and here we are recording on a Friday. I must. That must be why you're so chilled, Rob. It's, it's completely why I'm very chilled at the moment. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. This episode is supported by Braun. Braun digitalizes strength training in gyms up and down the country, helping them increase revenue and improve member engagement. It's the only app that connects members to their gym, other members, and personal trainers, creating a stronger gym community. Braun has a special offer for podcast listeners. Try Braun for free in your gym for 30 days. Visit brawn.co.uk slash yourdreamgym to sign up. That's B-R-A-W-N dot co.uk slash yourdreamgym. So let's get a little bit into your dream gym then, Rob. What is yeah. it? Like? What's the vibe? I love thinking about this. I must admit, because, you know, from my history of, you know, supplying equipment to other people's gyms and, and seeing their vision and, and fitting the equipment around their vision, I finally got the chance to do something for me. Great. So I actually quite enjoyed doing it. I think no surprise is my, my gym will be in a great location. This is no money, you know, no objects. Indeed. And I'm a, I'm a big traveler, travel around the world a lot. I didn't know if this gym could be anywhere in the world. So I've picked Costa Rica. I traveled through Costa Rica a few years ago, uh-huh. pre-COVID. So my love of wildlife and all the birds that are there and the marine life. I thought Costa Rica was a great place to have a gym near a lake or near some water. Of course. Or near a forest. Okay. So that I can combine all the things I love, which is wildlife, outdoors, swimming, cycling, and some gym work. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, so Costa Rica, near a lake and a forest. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've got here is I'm on the edge of a lake. So I can do my open water swimming yeah. and also I can do some diving in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got that. Then around that lake, there's anything. And I thought about not just me being selfish about other people as a viable business. Fine. Cause open water is popular. Open water swimming is really popular. So I can have some lanes for that. Diving's popular. So I can have all that set up mm-hmm. and then around this sort of lake. There's anything from a, a one to a 15 mile sort of series of tracks. Mm. So you can either have a little quick walk, uh, yep. a mile walk, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour during your break from work or with your children. So I want to engage the community and families. Or for me, you know, if there's like a 15 mile loop, I can get my gravel bike and do a quick hour around yeah. there, go for a swim. And I've had a nice, good bit of exercise there. Absolutely, yeah. And it's gonna if it's yeah if it's if it's future proofed and another yes, as you say, open water swings very on trend. But boy, use gravel biking as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, very much so. Very yeah. much so. So, so that that's the outside bit, and obviously you know the the gravel section goes into the forest and the jungle. So I've got all the you know the howler monkeys that you get. Yeah, uh, Rika, 
You've got the birds that are really popular over there. So yeah. I'm going to hear all that going on. So I'm, I'm going to be really happy with that. And Steve, um, Steve's going to Steve's going to drop you back afterwards, covered in mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spark Parrell will be there. You see me as normal. And then I've I've got also a kind of a, a studio kind of gym uh-huh. on the side. So if the weather is terrible, we can train indoors. Mm-hmm. And and in that is, you know, I'm I'm big into or I like to do yoga. So yep. it would have the ability to have a yoga studio. And I was exposed to some really good immersive technology at FIBO where you can, on all the walls in a studio, you can display, you know, anything you want, whether that's forests, yep. whether that's mountains, underwater. And I think that immersive technology is, is, is really engaging mm-hmm. and can really help set the scene. You know, if it was bad weather and you didn't want to be outside, so having a yoga studio with that, I think would help with not only the yoga side, but with any breath work classes, mm. you know, any community sessions that you bring in, you know, or people just want to sit down and just chill out for a bit in this digital world that you have. Yeah. Um, I just think that would be quite nice. Now, that was something that it's come up a couple of times, actually. I can't remember if it was Kate Caulfield at Ministry or... May have been Jess Lever, but whether or not people have been listening to the podcast and then bringing this kind of tech out. But yeah, maybe they, they were both talking about this immersive studio with the walls. Maybe, maybe they've, maybe it's, it, it is out there and has been seen, but um, it, it's, it's another example of using digital to bring a more of an experience or helping out with breath work and things like that. Yeah. In the same way that you're, watch can you know sense you breathing in and breathing out you know if the walls can do that and get everyone in the same room on the same wavelength then cool right there's a, there's a really high-end spa in milan uh, mm-hmm. that has um an indoor jacuzzi hot tub type but all the walls around it um, can display this immersive technology like a thunderstorm right and then they've got like rain showers yep feeling so you've got cold water coming down on you with all this lightning and clouds while you're in a, a warm hot tub. It's phenomenal. It's wow. really, really good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking of things like that for exercise, you know, encourage people to come who may not naturally enjoy activity, yeah. but enjoy other aspects of, of it or want to be encouraged. So that, yeah. that was the big thing. Yeah. So it's, it's an experience, right? More yeah. experience than a than a workout, let's say. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think you know, lot, lots of things you know are around the experience nowadays. You know, if you mm. look at you know workplace, you know the we work to the world. You know, it's not just a desk and a chair. You, you, you've got bars there, restaurants, yep. market stalls at the bottom. It's a whole experience and different way of working, isn't it now? And I think people want yeah. want experiences, whether that's restaurants, whether that's bars, whether that's gyms. Yeah, it's a different way of life now, I think. Yeah, exactly right. And the, yeah, we work is a great example where, you know, the, the coffee or the beer or lots of other things. But personally, I'll, yeah, I'll take either a coffee or a beer. <laughs> a simple, yeah. simple chat. But to have that literally on tap as part of, you know, what you're paying for. I mean, really you're paying for a meeting room and for Wi-Fi and for IT and for all that kind yeah. of stuff. But that's, that's, it, it is an experience, but the coffee and the beer are 
what really make it and what make you yeah. think, oh, I'm going to yeah. meet that client at WeWork. This is going to be great. Yeah, it's exactly that. Mm. And then alongside that yoga studio, I've, yeah. I've also got a, a small gym with, I'm a big fan of suspension training, CRX. Yeah. And I've, I've got one of them in the back of my car. In nice. fact, during, during lockdown, I went for a walk with the TRX in my, yep. and I wrapped it. I was in the middle of nowhere in a sort of woodland area near yep. to where I live. And I put the strap over a branch and this woman was walking with her dog and she come running over to me and she's, she says, oh, stop, stop. It's, it's not that bad. Yes. She actually thought I was going to harm myself. Gosh. And, and I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm actually going to have a workout. This is the suspension training. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really like suspension training. Yeah. So I'd have a rig with TRX in there, clearly a bike in there. I'm a big fan of indoor cycling as well. Yeah. Some sort of hit training and oh. some kettlebells for some functional work. Yes. Nice. So if I... Fairly simple stuff, but functional so that, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you can do pretty much anything with it. Correct. Yeah. And staff, yeah. staff wise or staff or software or what, what else is there to you? Or I like, I like that you're thinking of other people and, and yeah, so them, it's fine. I, Some I, guests are, this is my dream, Jim. It's for me. Others are, yeah. or it, I want it to be a viable business as well. So that's interesting. Well, I looked at how we could encourage people to this facility uh-huh so obviously you know a, a cycle park so you can you know cycle there with your children and your family yep. so you can store your bikes and go on one of these trails mm. or come to the immersive studio and have a yoga session i would also have like a relaxing room an area where you can really chill out and relax yeah and that will have great coffee really good music but also a, a workspace environment so i I work sometimes in the gym, yep. the cafe area. Mm-hmm. It's it's not best place because it's not designed for that. But with more and more health clubs now, especially the new ones, mm. you know, with David Lloyd and Village and people like that thinking about people are working more remote now. How can you encourage them? Yeah, to use your facilities and and increase the spend. You know, mm-hmm. not only the gym membership, but when I'm there, I'm going to have coffee and enough. People are going to come and meet me. And so if I can create that environment where it's a nice place to work mm. and exercise, then I might get more of these digital nomads that are around the world or people who are home working in Costa Rica. Yeah, nice. So what, what would be the trick for that? If you say the the gym that you sometimes work in is, is okay, what makes that work area different? What would make it your dream work area within the gym? Are there any, I think any, any tips or secrets that you give to clubs out there? And this isn't a, a, a plug for Explore who I were. However, I did visit our head office for the first time in Newcastle. Yeah. And, it, and it's truly fantastic facility. Mm-hmm. It's very modern. It's very bright. It's got live moss on the walls. Yeah. You've got that green context in there. The technology in there is fantastic. So you've got massive screens with Logitech cameras and microphones that follow you around the room when you're on a Teams or a Zoom mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. Um, all the internet, you know, is, is very, you know, not only easily accessible, 
but everything just connects and kind of works. Nice. Fantastic coffee machine, seats and little breakout zones. So you can have little one-to-one sessions or mm. little group sessions without it being in a big meeting room. Then they had isolation booths. So okay. I would incorporate things like that in this workspace where you've got obviously greenery in there, really good coffee, really good yeah. food. Yeah. I've been to some gyms. I went to one up in the north where they got the pre-prepared meals. They depended upon if you are low carb, high protein, you're trying mm. to, you know, low calorie, vegan, maybe my can supply some of his vegan foods and pizzas yeah. Yeah, yeah. to my gym at a discounted rate, of course. Obviously, obviously uh, yes. <laughs> but so that, you know, that, that can help you not only work, but to your goals in terms of your eating patterns, yeah. but also in terms of your activity. Nice. Yeah. But I, you know, I like, I like the idea of the, the greenery is obviously a key thing for you, but actually it's a key thing for any, any good workspace or good office or why not any good gym? Yeah. That, you know, to have that, you know, living walls kind of experience, but also the choice of, yes, you you can go and sit in a booth if you want, or you can have a big meeting room or you can have a small meeting room or there's sofas or there's work spaces, probably standing desks as well as sitting desks or sitting yeah. or whatever else, but ultimately good coffee. That's, it com- when it comes down to brass tacks, got to have a good, good coffee. Good coffee, good internet, sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, cool. In, in terms of people, I've listened to some of the, the other sessions that you had, and I do share the sentiment that a lot of people that I have traditionally met that were in gyms tend to be of a certain age group, you know, tend to be a bit younger, whether that's because of pay. And, and, I, and I think there is a, a, we're missing a trick there maybe in the industry of, you know, the older person or someone of my age, now I'm 50 now, Mm-hmm. who may have changed career or may have earned enough money not to work full-time and just wants to do something that they really enjoy and they want to meet people, they love exercise, or maybe they've been through an illness and they've recovered through exercise, but share that experience with somebody that has survived cancer or lost lots of weight or has you know, coped with diabetes or high blood pressure yeah. you know, and can relate to these everyday issues that just happen to us all mm-hmm. that makes someone you know a bit younger maybe have not had that experience you know so maybe can't relate to someone who's 60 and is suffering mobility problems you know and wants to play with their grandchild and it's really frustrating them so it's not about having a six-pack it's not about losing weight it's it's fairly simple i want to play football or go for a war with my granddaughter mm. and that's what activity is for me nothing yep. more than that yeah no I, I i absolutely agree with you there and yeah some of the conversations i've been having or i'm i'm, I'm trying to reference more episodes as you can as you can tell but david minton's episode is a great one he's obviously a big champion of you know catering for the older exerciser and it's absolutely yeah. a case for having instructors who like us are over 50 who have a lot more life experience and empathy and are able yeah. to, and, and yeah, they may not have had cancer or, you know, some kind of heart disease or what, but they will certainly know someone who has. Yeah, very much so. And, and therefore there is a different level of motivation there. It's yeah. definitely not about six pack, but, but it is about living longer. 
you know, I, you know, I, I came through as a gym instructor and was, mm. you know, instructed on the insertion and origins of muscle groups and yeah. energy systems. And then I just think a lot of people, it's just about getting them active, yes. getting them to do something, yeah. making it enjoyable and relevant to what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not about three sets of whatever or 20 minutes intermittent training. It's just do something, yeah. you know, whether that's here in my gym or in the trail or at home, mm-hmm. you know, take, take the stairs instead of the escalator on the underground and then, you know, don't get the underground from Piccadilly to Leicester Square or Covent Garden. Walk that. Yeah. It's a 10-minute walk, but that's mm-hmm. something, you yeah. know. So I think that that's the angle I would I'd want to try and encourage people and, and employ people that would think like that. Mm. There's also a real gap, maybe because of what's happened in the world post-COVID, of the mental health piece. You know, that I know that mental health services have, you know, the requirement for that is at a high access to that is limited. Mm-hmm. So would I have somebody that is trained within my team that could offer some sort of support for people who are struggling with anxiety or yep. isolation or, you know, just things that are happening in life. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can un- unlock some of those things, I think if somebody's happier, and they are more likely to make healthier choices, you know, not drink so much, do a bit more exercise, maybe not smoke as much, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Or, or maybe just do a bit of yoga first. Yeah. And, and, and then go and have your, 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 your tapas. Speaking from experience, it works. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it is, yeah, there is definitely a place and you're right. The, the pay isn't great, but there are definitely people out there who have more life experience. Uh, they don't know. I always use the example. They don't know which way to do a lap pull down. But does it matter if they can coach someone or support someone with their mental health or you know just resilience in general? Uh, then yeah, they will lead on to making healthier choices. Yeah, having a, having a staff or a group of staff that are maybe a little bit older and have some training in that kind of aspect for for you know listening and healthy conversations a bit of behavior change yeah i think is really powerful and i think movement you know is is a core skill you know learning to or being able to walk and and get out of a chair without using your hands you know with you know or going down the stairs without holding onto the handrails you know i've had lots of physio with my knee and they they, they spotted you know things that i was just automatically doing they were like well this this you, you need to address this now, Rob, because if you keep doing this, as you get older, you're going to lose the functionality in your glutes and your hips. And so I'm very conscious of when I sit out of the chair, I don't use my hands or go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So, and that education is really relevant as you get older, you know, to just keep that mobility and moving and be able to function as a, as a human being, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good. So a, a great workspace. We've got the staff. And I think, you know, back to that movement thing with the, the trail you've got, whether it's around the lake or into the forest of anywhere from one to 15 miles, you know, people can start on that one mile loop and come in for a nice coffee. Yeah. Box, box, box ticked, right? And yeah. We don't need to get them all into the studio. 
or doing TRX in the in the gym if they're outside moving, having a nice time. Yeah. There's another bit that I've missed out, actually. It's, oh, yeah, go on. It's, it's, it's a fundamental piece, actually. Yeah. Is I'm, I'm a big believer of having a little nap in the day. Right. I, I love a little 20, 30 minute nap. It's not, it's not just a relaxing room. There is, there's another room, is there, next to that? Well, in, in, in around my trail, so I've got a little hammock when I go for a walk. And I will put that up between a couple of trees and, and get my head down. Yeah. So you've got the noise from, you know, the, the trees and the leaves and just the creaking noise and birds. So that, that's hugely beneficial. There's lots of research about, you know, immersing yourselves in, in forests mm -hmm. and different trees and, and the health benefits of that. And then there's the health benefits of having a little nap as well. So let's combine that. Let's have a few hammocks around this track. Yeah. Or an area near to the yoga studio where you can sneak off, have a quick 20 minute nap after you've done your work or during your working day. Yeah. And you can refresh properly. Wonderful. So yeah, taking forest bathing to the, you know, really to the, the next level. I was thinking there was yeah. a, a sleeping pod or something Japanese, but we're going obviously the, the, the whole other way from the technology to, yeah, out into the forest with. Oh, get out there. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Really good. And do you have a name in mind, Rob, for your... I do, actually. So I, I looked up what, I, what would be important to me. And I, everything about exercise to me is about adding value to my life. Yeah. And making me either enjoy it, experience different things, or challenge me. So I've chosen the Latin word for life, which is vita. Uh-huh. Is my brand for my franchise of gyms around key locations around the world, starting in Costa Rica, yep. then to India, which is my first love of places. Nepal would be one. Yep. Obviously, the UK, and then the Isle of Mull and Shetland, which are very close to my heart. Excellent. So, Vita, a, a chain of gyms starting in Costa Rica, India, Nepal. Yep. The, the UK, but starting with Mull and Shetland. And I own it, hopefully, because that's the most fantastic island I have ever been to in my life. Mm -hmm. I've traveled a lot. And the beach on that north part of Iona, you can't beat that. Wonderful. And that's so, and just, just, just to, to complete your background, I think we can just about, so you, you've got your life fitness bike, you've got your road bike there as well. I have. And is there some, is there something else in the corner? Is that? In the corner, I have got a 1930s gramophone. Yeah. Called a Tritona from Switzerland. Yeah. So I love music. And then there is uh, my diving wetsuits. Okay. Women and all my cycling kit behind as well. No, I was thinking there was, I was thinking, is there some Scotch whiskey there somewhere? There is, there is. There is. So I collect one, I drink whiskey. I love whiskey. And yeah. I also collect it for my pension. Nice. So on, on, on open bottles of whiskey that are rare that I collect as part of my pension. And if it doesn't go up in value, then when I'm 60, 65, I'm going to have a great few years drinking it. Sounds like a fantastic investment. <laughs> what have I got as a quick fire question to, to round things off? Yeah. What was the, what was the last workout or activity that you did or, or, or what's the next activity you've got planned? The next. Well, the last activity I did was clearly yoga last night. 
No. Followed by a couple of red wines, which is fantastic. And the next activity is tonight I'm going for a swim okay. in my local Nuffield, which I'm a member of. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a mile swim to do, which we made up with half of that just in one go and then 100 meter sprints there after. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my next bit. Cool. Uh, the next sort of planned long term activity is I'm going bike packing with a friend. So we're going to take our gravel bikes, little one man tent each, little stove, and get away for three, four days in South Wales and drink oh, some beer and whiskey. What's yep. nice? Excellent. Sounds very, very good. Well, I hope, I hope that goes well for you. I hope the swim will be great. Hope the swim tonight goes well. Are you tracking your swim? Is that on Yeah, I track that on. Well, I track it with my watch. Okay. So my Apple Watch, and then that goes into Strava. Nice. I go from I go from swim tag into Strava, but I don't. Okay. I can't remember if Nuffield have swim tag. They do, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm currently swimming across the English Channel. Oh, good on you. But just just bit by bit, just like yeah, couple of couple of k here and there. Or if I go for a swim with the kids at the weekend, I'll do a. 650 meter swim and it's like well, what what was that why didn't you round that up to a kilometer yeah that's that's the way it goes sometimes swimming with the kids cool well yeah enjoy that swim and good luck with the the bike packing your yeah your dream gym vita sounds amazing in costa rica yeah i'm looking forward to it the lakes and forests yeah look forward to, look forward to visiting one of I've, I've traveled a fair bit as well but i haven't been to costa rica i recommend I, it it's beautiful i look forward to coming if people want to catch up or connect with you, best way to do that, an email or LinkedIn or... Yeah, probably LinkedIn would be the best bit. Just uh, send me a, if you're already a friend on message me, if not, just a connection. Yep. So look out for Rob J. You need to update your Explore on there as well. I do do. Yeah. I think there might be a couple of other Rob Joneses on on LinkedIn, but there's, I think there's, there's only really one in the fitness industry. So you should be yeah. able to, people should be able to find you on there. Cool. Great thank you. Thank you very much for joining us, Rob. I look forward to catching you again soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hi, it's Kai back again with some thank yous and details of our next guest. Firstly, a big thanks to you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Rob Jones for his time and sharing his thoughts on his dream gym, Vita first site in Costa Rica and then um, moving on to India and Nepal and then up into the Scottish Highlands and Highlands uh, great relaxation room love the cycle park and the yoga studio with wall displays in there a really cool gym I hope you'll agree thanks of course to Explore Gym for Rob's employer for supporting us on this episode and also to the great guys at Braun Power um, which means next week actually we'll be joined by Sahail Rashid from Braun. I'm really looking forward to getting into his dream gym. It's going to be a great episode. A couple of favours to finish off with. If you would like to help us to help the podcast grow, please do share, like and subscribe. Leave us a review. And if you know anyone who'd like to get involved, either as a guest or as a supporter, just give us a shout out on the socials or email me direct to guy at ggfit.com. There's lots of other stuff coming up on the collective, so do follow us on social media and look out for next week's episode with Sahail Rashid from Braun Power. Um, If you subscribe, you'll get it in your stream next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. See you soon.